Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, happy holidays and welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. We're here to bring you the latest news, reviews, everything tech for the holiday season. So welcome and how are you, Marsha? Fine. I wonder how many people are actually going to listen to our show on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm sure all of them. <laughs> Santa, the reindeer, everybody is going to be doing that. Oh, um, my goodness. How's it been at your house? I've uh, been pretty quiet so far. You know, nothing of any uh, major consequence going on. I was watching, and everybody should watch. We'll talk TV later. But uh, there's a special 98-year birthday celebration of Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I, I heard that. We'll talk about TV later. Yeah. But- yeah, I have yeah, a story to share later about it. Uh, so, but otherwise, how are you uh, doing? Well, uh, I decided to stop spending. <laughs> Good idea. That's the holiday cheer. And screw holiday up the cheer. economy I mean, for screw everybody it. else. Whatever's under the tree is good enough. That's uh, really? Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't remember what I bought. It's wrapped. Yeah. I don't care. You'll like it. You don't like it. You got an Amazon receipt with it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I, I have to love Amazon. I mean, it's so easy. You know, you can literally find almost anything there and you don't have to move more than three inches to your, you know, your finger to hit the Amazon buy button. Yeah, so, but the, um, the problem is comparing the different items. You know, if you're looking for something specific and then they have like 10 similar ones, so you have to right. read and hope it's re- written in English and not Chinglish. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. So tell well, me, um, you live in the hills. You've had problem with internet like forever. Yeah, up until the last year or two. Uh, so I'm jumping to another story first, my mistake. But here we go. You tried HughesNet at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I had uh, HughesNet and it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> how, how bad was it, Mark? It was horrible. I mean, I used to, in those days, I was getting five megabits per second. That's all I could get. I had a DSL line. Now I get 500 because I have a satellite, uh, not a satellite, a microwave dish. But in those days, they promised 20, 25 megabits per second. So for me, that was a tremendous increase in what I was doing. Yeah, rarely happened. They throttled you after like, I don't know, 30 gigs, something like that. So that was terrible. They charged you more if you wanted more time. And it almost never on a regular basis worked. So I don't know. Well, you know, purportedly, I, now they came out with a new service and pricing guide. Yeah. Which, um, you know, I'm looking at right here. And they still offer that up to 50 meg- megabytes per second. Right. Uh, per second. And, but it's all metered. That I'm not seeing, you know, crazy unlimited anywhere, am I? No, that's the problem. I mean, my satellite, which is, as I said, is a microwave dish. Oh, wait, uh, I do see it on the uh, Fusion plan. It's on there. Okay, so I get, they're charging, according to this, what, uh, 150 bucks for 50 meg. And uh, let's see, is that right? 50 meg for, yeah, 149.99 per month. I pay a lot more than that. I'm paying like two something a month, but I'm getting 500 to 700 megabits per second. So, well, aren't you fancy? <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I also <laughs> suffered for 25 years at five megabits. So it's about time I caught up with everybody else in the world. 
but yeah, no, I, I mean, I just don't trust it. Maybe it's better now. You know, they use yeah, their satellite. I don't, I don't know whether this is just a new pricing scheme or whether they actually improved it. <laughs> you, you know, I don't know. I mean, you would think a company like Hughes, who is, that's what they do. They do satellite dishes that would be better than that. And I don't think it's the area I'm in. Because I get cable, you know, I have... Well, you have uh, Sky right above you. I've seen your... I do. It's wide open. I get, you know, I get satellite through DirecTV, satellite through Dish Network. I don't have any problems with that. But their internet is just... It was. I can't speak to what it's been now, but it was in those, you know, in those days, it was just horrible. Well, they say their new Jupiter 3 satellite... Uh, has been designed to give as much as 500 gigabits per second in broadband. Well, okay. okay. And, quote, this ultra-high-density satellite features more than 300 spot beams that alleviate congestion and deliver a faster experience. Did you have congestion problems gigabytes. with your Wi-Fi? Well, then why are they offering 100 megabytes? Right? <laughs> yeah. Where's the 500 gigabytes? What is that, $25,000 a month to get that? Oh, no. On on the new unlimited data plan, you get 100 gigabytes of priority data. I think they throttle you after that. Yeah. After 12, they throttle you down to five megabits per second. <laughs> uh, you know, I just hate to be negative about this and maybe they've cynical improved. Cynical is the word. I think cynical. If you're cynical. Okay. Yeah. Even cynical. You know, the, the just, uh, I don't know. Good. I, I I caution you to don't be too excited until you try it and see if it actually works. And a little sure something, a little something that I want to give a tip to everybody out there listening. Um, when I do a speed test, I wonder why my upload speed is so much slower than my download speed. Mm -hmm. And then I finally took a look into it, and it seems that people like Comcast and others. Uh, spectrum, they will give you download speeds like crazy, but they do give you slow upload speeds. And this is on all their plans. Yeah, that's really it, interesting. It's a hidden thing that you don't realize. So if you're someone who's going to be uploading tons of movies or something, I don't know, you maybe it's so you don't use your own computer as a, yeah, a website, you know, for continually being on the web and having people access it maybe yeah, it's very I interesting don't know. and i, I mean know. i i will say as you're saying this i'm actually testing my uh, internet speed and it's i've got 770 uh, megabits per second so i'm just looking to see what the upload speed was well but yours is a different technology than it we is. all have it is so you can't even compare it yeah so, yeah, so I don't, my upload speed is 880 and my download is 770 so and you're paying a lot and month. I am, and I am, and that's, I don't have a choice unless I want to go to five megabits per second. <laughs> you know, so it's not a lot of choice. This is a big choice they give you. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so here's speaking the, we of, used to, so, well, we used to do the hack of the week, right? Well, we used to, but we yeah. stopped doing it because we, I, too much negativity in the world these days. But yeah, this well, one sorry, sorry ties right that. in with what we were just talking about. I mean, fortunately, in this case, it wasn't a lot of people. Comcast <laughs> Xfinity hacked us. Their hack was personal data. It was only 36 million people. Oh, well. So a small group. You know, I have that many people in my house for parties. And they had so, a, a security flaw that went unpatched for weeks? Yeah. 
you know, I ju- it just gets kind of crazy with all this stuff, and it's never going to go away. What uh, kind of data did they— 36 million is 10% of the U.S. population. Yeah, I mean, what kind of data did they get, well, the hackers? Uh, I mean, according to this, they, they said personal data. Well, so, real names and addresses, dates yeah. of birth, user-selected security questions and answers. Right. And the last four digits of social security number. Okay, so nothing vital. And passwords. (laughs) Nothing vital at all. Just enough to hack into your entire life. Life. Right. And Yeah, exactly. And apparently they discovered the leak October 16th through the 19th. But uh, I guess they just waited until the 23rd to patch it. Why? I don't know. Isn't there a law? I thought there was seriously a law against that. Of how quickly you have to do that? Yeah. You know, I really don't know if there is a law like that. If there there isn't, there should be. There should be, absolutely. So they're asking customers to reset passwords and enable two-factor authentication. (laughs) Yeah, which I've been doing and I'm sure you've been doing for years. Yeah, and which is really funny because occasionally I get, um, like last night, I got from Shopify. Mm-hmm. You know, here's your code, you know, put it in. So I know someone was trying to shop Shopify as me. Right. So I okay. looked it up immediately, you know, on Reddit because that's my go-to place for everything. Mm-hmm. And agree. basically someone from Shop- Shopify said, just leave it alone. Most people put in the wrong phone number and it didn't come back. So I guess they okay. realized they put in the wrong phone number. Which is why I've said so many times, sometimes you just give up. You just, no matter what you do right, somebody's going to hack into your data. Well, and we won't talk about it this week, but again, we should talk about the dangers of DNA and your DNA being stolen. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that extensively. And we, that's something so important. So yeah. uh, did you have a Peloton bike? You know, I didn't. And interestingly enough... I guess I didn't realize, you know, everybody started hearing about Peloton really during the pandemic. Right. You know, so if you've, you know, the Peloton became, a, you know, like Kleenex during the uh, pandemic, you know, a word that everybody knew who Peloton was. But everybody really, had Peloton. Yeah, it was I, but, too expensive for me. Well, they were very expensive. And I don't know what they were at this point in time, but apparently they were, if you bought one of their bikes between 2013 and 16, which who knew they were even going on that? Yeah, who long. knew? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, it's You either have to swap it now or change your screen because they are no longer going to offer the classes. And that's a big deal for people who bought the Peloton. You know, they wanted to take classes and they wanted on their screen to watch a, a trainer help them. People love that. I mean, people really enjoyed watching. Personally, I don't like, and I have one, I have a recumbent bike. Mm-hmm. I don't like sitting in my house and pedaling. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, right. And to be honest, I used to have, uh, oh, you know, for walking, what's it called? Uh, a pedometer, you mean? Or no, a-, a walking, like the walking machine in the house. Oh, which a treadmill. A treadmill, yeah, yeah that right. was equally as stupid. Right. I just did not enjoy that whatsoever. I'd sooner run circles around my backyard. Well, I started using the uh, my, my treadmill, and I used it almost every day during the pandemic when I wasn't going back into the office. And I put on a TV show. I'd save some mindless game show, you know, that I didn't have to pay much attention to. And it, and it worked out fine for me. It's boring as all get out, but at least if you've got a TV in the same room, it helps. 
Yeah, but at least I find if I run around my backyard, oh, look at that plant. Oh, that plant needs some cutting. Oh, you know, and I notice different things. Getting actually out of the house is is a really good thing. And I hear it's good for your eyes Hmm. being out in the sunlight. So there you go. Yeah. Except it burns the hell out of your face and then you have to have uh, a treatment well, yeah. from your we'll do it. We'll do another show on uh, on uh, the different kinds of anti-sun products. And I'm not going to mm. mention any kind of brand or anything right now, but there are a lot of different ways pretty much. I don't like the chemical ones, but that's that's another story for yeah, another day. Go. All right. Well, you can get 500 bucks off. If you want to buy a Peloton uh, Bike Plus, and if I remember, I haven't looked at them in a long time, but they were in the two three thousand dollar range, if I remember correctly. Five hundred dollars um, off discount. Lucky. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they also offer a fifty dollars off a replacement twenty two inch touchscreen tablet, so uh, that would bring that tablet to three twenty five. So, you know, I guess if a new bike is going to cost you $3,000, maybe you spend 300 to to upgrade to a better monitor or, you know, a newer monitor or something like that. Um, but they're saying the technology is now 10 years old and we can no longer, we're no longer able to provide a full user experience due to system constraints and limitations. Now, wait and, a minute. <laughs> are these people wait just a dancing and, and, and on the screen? I mean, you <laughs> and I can see each other now if we yeah, care right. to look at the screen. Right. It it's not rocket science technology. It really is. I really think that seriously, <laughs> this yeah. is that I I can't. How how would it not work? Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. Who knows what you know? That's a bunch <laughs> I mean, of crap. It just doesn't probably. make sense. Yeah, that's what I mean. How would it not work? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we've been looking at each other and talking to each other, and and Apple has FaceTime and oh yeah. What. I mean, how interactive is this thing? I'm, I'm sure there's something we're missing on this, but... I mean, they're adding stuff. Okay, so I don't know what lane break is. That's something on the new system. Mm. Leaderboard updates. Do you really care where you stand when you're competing on your home bike? Or some, No, some people, that that's a big deal. I that's guess. I don't deal. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so if you got a Peloton and it's an older one, you're out of luck unless you do something. Which is kind of and sad, but you go you know, to your account and do about, something. Well, planned obsolescence. So uh, <laughs> that's it, huh? Tony? Yeah, planned obsolescence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a Google. new trend. Oh, there's a new trend, and, and the young people are liking older, like toasters and old fashioned things that don't break. You know, to, I don't know how long I've had my microwave, but I'm I'm not getting a new one just to test it. I've had the same microwave for close to 30 years. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Wow. Do you guys light up still, at night? It still works. And yeah. every time I use it, Dad, this, I'm going you know, to get that new microwave. And it, it was a state of the art at the time. Right. Maybe it was 20 years. Who cares at that point? But it was a microwave com, uh, convection combination. And yeah, well, it still does everything, still hasn't changed. And I don't know what, if it's going to explode or, or how it's going to die. Well, it's you... all the radiation, it, you know, it, uh, that remember the, in the, when microwaves were new, everybody was concerned about, well, isn't this radiation? Am I going to glow in the dark? Yeah, I don't right. remember ever glowing in the dark. Nope. But nope. there were concerns about that in the you know early days of microwave ovens. Well, that's why they have that little metal shield in in well, the window right in front of it. Yeah, 
And right. now I got a microwave dish on my roof. So I don't know what that does to me. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. So yeah. Google is going to pay $700 million per person to users what? Per in person. total in a massive <laughs> oh, in antitrust well, settlement. So, you know, everybody all around the United States, you're going to get to split up $700 million. So, Marsha, how good. much does that mean to me? <laughs> According to the article in the Daily Beast that I, mm -hmm. I read, it was something, quote, each eligible user is set to collect. How much? How much? I don't know. <laughs> Two dollars. I'm sorry, what? Two dollars. Where's my 700 million? Come on. You get Two dollars. Two dollars. Seven hundred million. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. How many people are in the U.S.? Three hundred and something million. Yeah. So that means that everybody in the U.S. is going to get two bucks. What a deal, huh? Yeah, that's quite a deal. I think so, that may be one of the checks. I, I still, I told you, I have that other one from another. Oh, that you say lawsuit that was no, that was un, under like a dollar. So I never cashed it. Yeah. So maybe I'll. Just get a frame and start framing these little checks that come in. But yeah, now yeah. now they send it through uh, electronic means. Okay. So how, how bad do you feel for uh, Richard Branson? Yeah, I mean, this is really interesting. You know, they've been talking about the Hyperloop for how long has it been? 15 years? 20 Seem, years? Oh, seems founded like in 2014. So actually, tw uh, to only nine years ago, it seems like we've been hearing about that forever. Yeah, I, just crazy. So the deal is that it's dead. They are laying off its remaining workers, and they're uh -oh. shutting down by the end of this month. And that Why? was that was the one that went from L.A. to San Francisco in thirty minutes, or that was right. The idea, and, anyway. and you were supposed to be in a tube, like a vacuum tube, right? You know? Remember how like they used to have folks they used to have in the old days in department stores these little plastic tubes mm -hmm. that went around the building and they were vacuum tubes right and they'd send a receipt or something to that had to go somewhere in the store like shipping or something yeah, and right. they'd put it in something that kind of looked like a coffee can put that in the tube close the door and yeah. it would go away and yeah. land in the shipping department. Yeah, exactly. Basically, that's the way the Hyperloop was going to work. Yeah. But it was only one person at a time, right? You had to sit in the tube and they shot no, you to L.A.? No, no. That, that, oh, it was um, more? Elon was the originator of the idea Yeah. in his Alpha paper in 2013, Alpha being not Beta. <laughs> so the tubes were either going to be raised up on pylons or sunk under the earth, and the nearly airless tube would be filled with passengers and cargo in mm -hmm. aluminum, aluminum capsules and be propelled uh, at 760 miles per hour. Wow. That seems <laughs> fast to me. Wow. Seems like something, some, somebody's going to put a lot of money in, huh? Yeah. Well, well apparently the what, there's, there's really no more Hyperloops anywhere in the world, apparently. Musk's thing was, you know, we talked about this for years, Vegas that there was going to be this Hyperloop in Vegas. Oh, but that hmm. is, and it's not a Hyperloop, and, no. and that still does exist. The story mentioned it. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, uh, but, but that's it's for, for Teslas. Teslas. 
yeah, not, not for, for the Hyperloop vehicle. Yeah. And I've been in it, so it's really kind of fun. But anyway, so they they tried the Hyperloop, see if it was feasible, safe, the whole thing. They conducted only one test with human passengers. I wouldn't have even, no, no, not volunteered for that. But the pod only released, released a top speed of 100 miles an hour. Which is not very fast. Yeah, well, that's what you drive to Vegas at. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I right. Was yeah. yeah. I mean, how fast is the bullet train? Is that bullet the... train is super fast. Yeah, I bet three, four hundred miles an hour, maybe. Well, I, I've I... I've been on the one in China, and I've been on the one that goes under the tent, under the not the river, underwater from London to Paris, and they go super fast. Because I remember I had a first-class ticket on, on the one from London to Paris. I was having such a great time. I said, wait a minute. We can't be there yet. I still have more champagne to drink. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, it's 300 and, let's see, 300, uh, 186 miles per hour. That doesn't seem that fast to me. I mean, it does. I, it's, that's fast. <laughs> if you're driving a car, it's fast. But for some reason, that doesn't seem that fast to me. Well, yeah. And, you know, so the Hyperloop almost reached that fast. <laughs> No. Okay. But in all the articles, just so you know, I've read several articles on this. And the truth is, the reason they came up with this utopian vision was to push high speed rail in California. That's right. that's not in this article that we're, I'm looking at in The Verge. But that was the real reason they wanted to draw attention to the need of this. And mm -hmm. purportedly, the high-speed rail in California was supposed to be a more economical and smarter deal, which actually it is, but they bollocksed it up so badly <laughs> mm. that it's cost so many billions of dollars that they've finally given up on it. Yeah, that's too bad. But, you know, there is a private company, I think, called Brightstar that is going to take existing uh, route, you know, by I-15 to go to Vegas. Okay. And they're going to put the train tracks in the middle of the northbound and the southbound lanes because, you know, there's that big area in the middle. Yep. And they are going to make a super train going to Vegas. And they put the money in. They got the bid. It's been approved. So that's hopefully going to happen in our lifetimes. I mean, for those of you who don't know about driving to Vegas, if you're, you know, a lot of our listeners are in California, so you might know. But those in parts of the world and otherwise – uh, Vegas is from LA to Vegas is about four and a half hours. And on the way home on a Sunday night, it's 37 hours to get home. Right. And because you know, it's only two lanes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. One North, one South. Yeah. And if it, there's an accident, forget it. Forget it. it. <laughs> you know, you're there, you're there forever if there's an accident. Yeah. So, uh, and all the trucks that supply the hotels with everything. Right. Go up. It's terrible. Oh, so, yeah, Mark, yes, yes, if, Marcia. If you're having people over your house for Christmas Day mm -hmm. and the rest of the holidays, I think it's smart to set up your guest wireless network. Most people don't do that and just share their regular password, but don't well, you think it's smart to set up yeah, the guest network? Yeah, no, it's a network? great idea. I mean, I have an Eero system, E E R O. And on there, I have a guest Wi-Fi, and I have my regular Wi-Fi. Um, and with an iPhone, and I'm assuming, Marsha, you can tell me if you do this on an Android, you can share your Wi-Fi password. 
by just putting your phones together. Can you do that on your Android? You can send it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but what you want to do is if you're, you know, if you have parties at your house or you but have But I don't good- know. I'd be careful if you'd have, if you did it in that way with an iPhone, you'd have to get onto the guest network first. And no, actually, no, you don't have to do that. You can you send one be, from another network? You just Well, in other words, my phone is on my Wi-Fi connection. Mm-hmm. If someone walks up to me and says, hey, what's your Wi-Fi password? And they have an iPhone. I say, just point your phone at my phone. Their phone will come up and ask me if I want to share the pa- not the password, the, you know, access to the network, yeah. and it automatically does that. But the point is that's still access to your home network. Well, By it, setting yes. up a guest network. Right. It would make more sense for you to get onto the guest network and share the entry that right. way. Oh, no, yeah. You're right. That Yeah, that would certainly be a good idea. Uh, one of the things you want to do probably, and you have one and I have one, I, as I say, I have the Eero, um, is set up a mesh network for your house. Because if you've got a good size house and you've got a lot of guests over, you want to make sure your internet connection is good. And if you get a mesh network, which are not inexpensive, they used to be. They're not anymore. Yeah, I'm not updating mine, to tell you the truth. It works. I'm, it's too expensive. Not updating it. Yeah, they have gotten really a lot more expensive. Uh, yeah. I have the Euro 6, but then you need three, four, you know, depending on how big your house is. But it will allow you to share your stuff with your uh, with whatever friends come over. And then, as you said, Marcia, you want to enable your guest network so that people can get on there. Um, and go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I thought you were saying something. No, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. So, you know, enable your guest network, go into your router and do that. Um, But I never remember, I don't even think I put the guest network on my phone. I really should do that. So everybody, be sure you set up. You have to log into your router to do it. Right. Set up your guest network. The instructions, it'll tell you what to do right there, and you'll have to give it a password. And when you share it from your phone to somebody else, be sure you're logged into the guest network. The right. reason for that is even if they don't have the password, if they're on your regular network, if you have a laptop on the house or you have something else on the house, mm-hmm. they could access it technically. If they yeah, were, you want to be careful. Yeah, you so want you want to be careful. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say you want to update your router firmware. Uh, that's on, in my system because it's smaller. We're not one of these massive companies. They upgrade automatically for me. But you should upgrade your uh, your, uh, your router firmware on a regular basis if you have that. Um, and also, and you want to m- protect many your routers network. do it automatically. So yeah, a lot of them do today. You don't have to. You know, in the old day, you had to go in and you had to you know work your way through the system to update it. But uh, you want to protect your obviously your network with passwords, as we've talked about. So that's extremely important to do. Uh, check for malware because the last thing you want to do is one have malware on your system and then send it to your twenty friends that are in your house. It's kind um, of like herpes, Wi-Fi herpes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and not as much fun to get. Right there, you go. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's a uh, so you know just check system for malware, and that will help you share during the holidays or any other time that you have people at your house. Okay, I think that you know that's good idea. That's a real yeah. good idea. We're getting we're getting tight on time here because we wanted to keep it short for the holidays because we know you want to go and do all the things like stuff Open your, your turkey. I don't know. Well, no, the, this comes out Christmas Eve, so oh okay, whatever. Yeah. So 
I wanted everybody to know this because I thought it was so cool. The movie It's a Wonderful Life, which is uh, the ultimate Christmas movie, and and everybody likes it and everybody watches it. Believe it or not, it was a commercial flop and critical uh, critical failure in 1946 when it first came out. That's hard to believe. It lost $525,000, which in today's dollars is $8 million for Crazy. the studio RKO in initial release. <laughs> like, That's oh insane. So, and then, then talk about stupid business. In 1974, there was a clerical error at the syndicator National Telefilm Associates that stopped the copyright from being renewed. So the movie is now in the public domain. Which is probably where it should be, that kind of film. Yeah, you want to show it to somebody, it's all yours. Show it in a theater, it's all yours. Yeah. And actually, it hit its heights in the 1980s. People loved it, but they Mm -hmm. were still watching it. We still love it. But there were some things that I learned about this movie that are really cool. Um, And they're towards the end of the, the story here. Uh, this was the first film for both Jimmy Stewart and director Frank Capra oh. after they got out of the army in World War II. Uh, that's pretty hmm. amazing. Didn't know that. Yep. Uh, years later, Donna Reed, Jimmy Stewart, and Frank Capra all said that It's a Wonderful Life was the favorite film they had ever made. All the actors who played the Bailey children are still alive. Really? They're 88, 83, Whoa, 82. Whoa, wait a minute. Wow. 1946. <laughs> well, they were young yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Uh, one, Larry Sims, passed away in 2009 at the age of 74. Oh, that's great. It was nominated for five Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director for Frank Capra, Best Actor for Jimmy Stewart, Best Sound Recording, and Best Editing, won nothing. <laughs> hmm. Uh, the script had to be rewritten several times. And this this one is, this will slay you. I'm telling you. You remember the scene in the movie where Donna Reed and Jimmy Stewart are dancing together. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, with dun. the floor And then some the smarty little kid yep. goes to push a button to open the gym floor. Right. And there's a swimming pool below. Yeah, great scene. Right, great scene. You know who that kid was? Yeah, he's the, was he alfalfa? That's right. It was Carl yep. Switzer who yep. played Alfalfa in the Little Rascals and the R Gang short movies. Yeah. By the that way, was... that sequence was shot at Beverly Hills High, which still exists, and so does the pool. Oh, how interesting. I didn't know that. Yep. But that's why do you think I'm telling you this is good these stuff are great, here. These are great right? uh, updates. So, okay, snowmaking. They didn't have snowmaking machines in those days. Mm-hmm. So in the old days, they used to paint cornflakes to white to simulate snow. But there was too much crunching in this movie. So they used a mixture of ivory soap flakes, chipped ice, sugar, and a substance known as fomite, which is similar to what's used in fire extinguishers today. Uh, So in the film, how many angels were there because every time an angel every time you heard a bell an angel got his wings so how many were there in the movie somebody actually counted the bells there were 42 rings heard throughout the movie meaning Mm -hmm. 42 angels received their wings during the movie yeah that's pretty cool and i don't know if you all know 
if you ever saw uh, Grandma Walton yep. in the Waltons, sure. um, she was in the movie. She was played by actress Ellen Corby, and she yeah. was the one who wanted her $17.50 right. right away, and that was it. Uh, adjusted for inflation today, that would be $298.52. Okay. Okay. She's still alive today. She's 147 years old. Well, you know, I'm not going to go through them, but there, there's even more. There was so much cool stuff in Great this movie. movie. If you if haven't, you seen, haven't it, seen it yet, yeah. yeah. Do Just it. watch it. A wonderful, wonderful uh, movie that the kids can enjoy. You know, the whole family can sit around. And everybody, you know, everybody that loved the movie probably every year at this time, because it's always running someplace, watches the film. So yep. pretty good stuff. Yep. Great, great movie. Yep. All right. So let's wrap up for the holidays. If things are getting boring at your house and you want to go to the other room and watch a show. <laughs> yep. What are the top 10 movies streaming from December 14th to the 20th, Mark? Uh, well, before I actually do that real quick, I just want to say, if you have not had a chance, it's just on this week, watch the uh, Dick Van Dyke special, uh, his 98th birthday. And he is truly what they would say is a national treasure. So watch that. Definitely watch that movie. Uh, okay, so top stream movies this week, Leave the World Behind. I watched it, didn't love it, didn't understand it, and subsequently read 27 different things to explain to me what the movie was all about. So that's well, how confusing. When you have to Google that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a problem. A you know, Barbie, a lot of people, I, I, I was listening to a reviewer this morning, when you have to pause the movie and look stuff up, yeah, it's, it's not problem. good. This is no, really problematic. Uh, so yeah. Um, and then you got, uh, next is the uh, Barbie, which we talked about, which you love. And just so you know, the Barbie album came out this week and Ryan Gosling came out with his own Kenified version oh. of I'm Just Ken. You can find it, uh, on YouTube. You can find it on the Barbie, the move, uh, Barbie, the album website. Oh, cute. And it's just, it, he does, he's so talented. My yeah, goodness. Yeah, he is. He's great. Incredible. Yeah. And then you got The Grinch, Stole Christmas. That's always popular this time of year. Um, May, December, which is a disturbing movie yeah, about no. Mary Kay mm -hmm. Letourneau, that lady who, the teacher who slept with her 12-year-old and had a baby with him. Lovely. Uh, the Grinch, which is always, again, popular. Haven't seen this yet, but I want to. The Family Plan, um, which is, uh, looks like it's a fun movie. Asteroid City. I tried to watch it. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through the trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know. It was I saw a weird the trailer. Film. I thought I'd give it a shot. No, nah, nope. I tried the same thing. Elf, nope. which everybody loves. That's a yep. good holiday movie. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Always a classic. Home Alone, the classic holiday movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you got on TV? Okay. So TV shows, episodic TV, which is what I prefer yep. to then watching a movie. Reacher is number one on Prime love Video. I love that show. I, I mean, that show. everybody loves it. Yep. Uh, Fargo is number two on Hulu. Love that show. Slow Horses on Apple TV Plus. I have didn't nothing. Did you see it? Nope, didn't watch it. Four, number four is A Murder at the End of the World. Haven't watched it. Tried to watch it, couldn't get into it. And then... Rodan and his friends in Monarch, mm -hmm. Legacy of Monsters. So far, good. So far, entertaining. Kurt okay. Russell. Okay. Um, Percy ja Disney's, what is it, Percy Jackson? Percy Jackson. Yeah, it was a movie about yeah. 10 years ago. 
with a kid that's like, uh, I don't know, supernatural something. Uh, so they've now made it into a TV series. It's on Hulu and Disney's Plus. Yep. Uh, the number seven is Brooklyn 99. Which is interesting. I wonder why that is on there. Although the, uh, the one of the stars of that, uh, Andre Brower, maybe that's why he just passed away. Wonderful uh, actor. And that's probably why that's on there. The Curse is on Paramount Plus and yeah, Showtime. I don't know that one. And I finally finished The Crown. I do have to tell you, with all its, it did have flaws all the way through. I'm sure. But what an excellent series. And, and if you're all at all interested in, in The Crown and, and what it meant and the people involved, I, it's worth watching. It's was long. The last it's season? six years. Yeah, this was oh. the last season. No, but was was the queen in her nineties at the end of the show? Yeah, uh, uh, I think she died. She died. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, she yes, she definitely did die. I don't know no, no, I'm, 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 I don't want to give away any of the plot. Yeah, well, right. Well, okay. Everybody knows she dies. So yeah, not... but I don't remember if it's just before it she died or just as she was dying. Or a weird thing about that is, I saw a picture of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, on on the computer in my news, and I called my aunt in England, who is knows a lot of people in those circles, and I said, "I'm really worried about the Queen. There's just something about her that just doesn't look right." Hmm. And I got, "Oh, Marsha, you know she's <laughs> fine. Everything's just fine, fine, fine." Next day, she died. Dum, no. dum, dum. Yeah, dum dum dum. Oh gosh. Okay, so but it is worth watching, and you can take your time because it's episodic. It's going to be there for, for on forever, I'm sure. Yeah. And and get your dose, and it's a lot of fun. And Doctor Who has come back on Max. Yeah, I guess this is a new a remake of Doctor Who. I never uh, watched Doctor Who to begin with, but oh uh, no, I I think I was busy bringing up a child that at that time. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I never watched it, but people love Doctor Who. Hey, that's it for us, huh? Listen, everybody, uh, you're going to be listening, hopefully, to this show on Christmas Eve. So have a wonderful Christmas Eve, a wonderful Christmas Day, a happy New Year's, and we'll see you in the New Year. We'll see you uh, just before the New Year. Or just Thanks before. for stopping by. We are grateful for you. Uh, we wouldn't have our show for over a 1,000 episodes if it wasn't for you. So please tell your friends. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.